Welcome to another episode of the Heart of Flesh podcast. This is Jackson Hankey. I'm joined again by my friend James Kayser. Good to be on. Just started the timer. It's at 10 seconds already. Yeah. Gonna be timely in this episode. Yeah, we're still trying to do our best to stay short. We know we can be pretty long. Um, yeah, so we wanted to start this episode. Uh, we kind of finished up our last series. We wanted to give just a little bit of update on where we're at, what we're doing. Uh, so James and I, we are both in... I don't know what you'd call it, like a Bible Institute or like a, kind of like a seminary program that's through our church. Um, if you listen to the last couple episodes, those were our final projects for the class. So they, they were meant to be kind of a, you know, like a 20 minute sermon on, on a given text. I hope they were helpful for you guys. But just to give you a little bit of an update where we're at, um, I have got one semester left. It's, it's a two year program, four total semesters. So I've got one semester left. Joshua and I both do. And then James, uh, this he just finished his first semester. So he has a couple more. Now, if there are any of you out there that are uh, <laughs> looking for something like that, James <coughs> is looking for some more classmates. Um, it's super cheap. It's also very high quality education. Um, so please be encouraged to like reach out or, or even just think about it. It's been a huge blessing to... To me, I know to James, uh, to our marriages, just just in all of life, it's been a huge blessing. Yeah. Can I plug that quick? Yeah, go ahead. I, I really need some classmates. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So River City Church, Jackson and I's home church, uh, they have something called River City Institute. It's a biblical institute, like Jackson was saying. Uh, 500 bucks a semester. We meet during the spring and the fall. Summer's off. Uh, four total sem- semesters. But you can do one or two, however, whatever fits your schedule. Um and essentially, we borrow material from um, some of the best seminaries across the country and the world, particularly Reformed Theological Seminaries, where we get most of our stuff, watch the lectures like we were in the class, usually 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and then we'll pause and talk about it, discuss it as a class. Um, our rabbi, Devin Hiller, <laughs> a.k.a. the professor, uh, helps run the course and, and teaches us. Um, but it's been a huge blessing to... To me, even just one semester and my relationship with Christ, um, my marriage, um, just the understanding of the church and how the church functions and being sent out by the church um, and my ministry with uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, too. So Jackson and and Josh are going to be done after this next semester. So I need some classmates to help (laughs) deliberate and to sharpen me. So if you're interested, you could either uh, use the link uh, to send in a question, your name. Otherwise, uh, find a way to reach out to us and, yep. uh, I'll get you that, some more info. Yeah. Y- you know, the other thing <coughs> I'm thinking too, you know, and I'm, and I'm biased, like I, I love it. I think it's a great format, yeah, but we've been, we've been, we've been in our local church this whole time. So we're like underneath the, the care of our pastors. Oh, I thought you we, meant like, we yeah, we're be... literally in the kids ministry classroom. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Well, Physically we are. Currently we are. Yeah. <laughs> but just just this program in general like we we didn't have to go off somewhere to seminary and be separated from our church from our pastors from our, our friends anything like that but we were able to do that in the places where we live mm-hmm. and in our local church and the other thing too that james said like it's not like we're missing a quality of education it, this is an amazing thing you know the times we live in with the technology that's available like we really have basically free access to some of the the world's best teachers in, in theology, uh, teachers of the Bible and people are going to be like, Oh really? Now I'm done with this podcast. We can go get some better teaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. no. Yeah. Bad marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah. But 
there is free con- content out there. If you're curious just to know where to, you can you can actually reach out to us about that, and yeah. we'll, we'll help you on that as well. Um, so, yeah, that's us. We have a little bit of a break for the summer. Uh, we're, we're hoping to do some studies and some other things, um, but we're also hoping to do a lot more podcasting as well. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, things always do get pretty busy. Um, but right now, what we want to do is we're going to start a series <coughs> on the spiritual disciplines of the Christian life. So part of our, our goal in that, and we're going to give a definition of this later, but this is, it's essentially the parts of the Christian life which are necessary for, for spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. So things like Bible reading, prayer, uh, corporate worship, stuff like that. And part of the hope in this is that in the past, and, and I think we've done this for good reason, but we have been very, very theological. We've been very kind of high level um, doctrine, theology, and part of the reason for that is we do think that there is a major necessity for that for God's people. Um, part of the Christian life is truly knowing, understanding, um, and sometimes we think that, like, especially in our culture today, there can be a tendency, just with the amount of relativism and, and pluralism, there can be a tendency to just simply reduce the teaching of Scripture to something that is more manageable, something that is easier, to something that is uh, more appealing to, to people. Yeah. And we don't want to do that. We think that the Bible teaches deep, significant, serious truths, and that God intends for his people to know them, to find comfort in them. Uh, so so we want to do that. We want to be Christians that are not blown about by every wind of doctrine, like Paul says, but we want to be rooted deeply in biblical theology. We, we want to understand the word of God so that we can know him and, and worship him properly. But there's a bit of a now, now, there's a bit of a problem on the other side as well. So sometimes we can, sometimes we can fall into the ditch of making Christianity something that's only experiential, and reduce all of our doctrine and theology to something simple, um, and never really press in deeper. Mm-hmm. Or on the other hand, what we can also do is we can make Christianity only about doctrine and theology, and we can separate it from the everyday stuff. Uh, the, the practical parts of our lives that we need. So what we're kind of doing, those, those are two ditches on the side of the road. And we want to find ourselves in the middle. Mm-hmm. So what, what, we're, what we're really hoping for is, is really a wholesome <coughs> Christian life, a, a consistent Christian life. Um, we, we want to be theologically and doctrinally sound and serious. And at the same time, we want to be people who really love Christ and show that in their everyday lives in practical ways. We want to be people that um, know and understand the objective truths about God and about, and about the way he's revealed himself in history, but people who also experience God in our lives. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's so we're, we're, we're kind of trying to strike that middle ground (coughs) and that has been a bit of our motivation to do this series on spiritual disciplines because it is very very much practical yeah and it's very much experiential um and it's meant to be these things are meant to be guiding us in our christian lives and and pointing us and bringing us toward maturity in christ and also intimacy with christ that's kind of the goal of these things so james do you have anything you want to add to that at all no i just think that's really good um i think maybe often me and you being frank we could fall into the ditch of just theology um, and doctrine mm-hmm. 
and lose out on the intimacy and the relational aspect of the Christian faith. Because really, that's what it's about. It's about knowing God and being intimate with God and having a, a real relationship with our Creator, being reconciled to Him through Christ and experiencing it through our emotions and our thoughts um, and our, our whole being, yep. um, which is awesome. The Christian faith is the only one in which you get that. Yep. Um, yeah, we have a God that is you know, theological terms here, but he's transcendent, which means that he's far off. He's above us. Um, but he's also imminent. Yeah. Which means this, especially in the person of Christ, he's come <coughs> to us. Yeah. He reveals himself to us. He makes himself known to us. He invites us into a relationship with him mm. and w- we can really know him. Yeah. We, we can really know him. We can really experience him in our lives as well. Yeah. So uh, we've ahead. said it before. So our theology and our doctrine should drive the way we live. Our theology should lead to doxology and praise and experience is what that really means. And I'm stealing this from Sam Parada, but he says like our orthodoxy should lead to orthopraxy. Yeah. I think Sam stole that from someone else. Okay. (laughs) But that's, that's, I don't know if that's super (laughs) original. Um, Most of our thoughts aren't, but amen. Yeah. You kind of get the idea. We want to be wholesome. We want to have good and sound doctrine and theology, uh, but we want to be people who are are really about knowing and, and loving Christ. Yep. So that's, that's a bit of the goal. And the spiritual disciplines are an aid for both of those things. Mm-hmm. They really are. So what I want to do now, um, I want to, you know, maybe give a helpful definition of spiritual disciplines. Maybe look at some, some, some of the biblical passages that, that like are urging us to do these things and encouraging us. And um, yeah, we're just going to talk about what some of those are. So hopefully, th- again, you know, we have a tendency to ramble. Hopefully this will be a bit of a shorter episode and we'll continue on in the series. But yeah, this is going to be the intro to a series yeah, on spiritual disciplines. Yep, yep. This will be this is kind of an introductory. So we'll episode. lay the groundwork of, of where we're heading. Yeah. So first of all, I want to look at a couple passages. Um, one is in First Timothy, and it's in chapter four. Uh, so the Apostle Paul writing to uh, Timothy, who is pastoring the church, uh, I believe in Ephesus. Uh, so chapter four, verse six says this. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Jesus Christ, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. And the rest of that verse, here's kind of the key part. Rather, train yourself for godliness. Verse 8, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Now, if you that's from the ESV. If you read the NASB, that verse says, <coughs> it says, rather discipline yourself for godliness. So that's kind of the idea. And, and I think kind of the metaphor, the analogy Paul's using is, is you know, we know we know much about physical training. Um, James and I, especially being former football players, we spent much time mm-hmm. being I- engaged in the discipline of physical training. Yeah. Now, Paul is saying here, that though that has some value in life, that there, there really is some value to that, disciplines in godliness have value in every way. Disciplines in godliness have value in every way. And there's a call here for us to train ourselves for the purpose of godliness. So, and, and this is one thing we want to emphasize throughout all this. Spiritual disciplines are part of that, but spiritual disciplines are not an end in themselves. They are a means to an end. They are a means to the end of godliness in our lives and intimacy with Christ. Mm -hmm. 
We want to we want to have intimacy with Christ, and we want to be conformed to the character of Christ. And that's where God. That's also what that's what God wants to do in us. And these spiritual disciplines are often the the way or the means by which God does that. Yeah, I think it's important to, to even make a distinction uh, when you say the means uh, to the end of which is uh, godliness and intimacy with Christ. Um, I think the order does matter in that. And the heart of the means to the end or the purpose is greater intimacy with our creator. And out of that flows godliness and the fruits of the spirit. Uh, but really, we're trying to be intimate with God and to create a greater, um, deeper relationship with him. Yeah. Also, you know, just just on another practical level, like the, the Bible is clear about this fact that God, 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 God made everything and he made human beings in his image. Mm-hmm. And he made human beings to, to know him. And if we don't know him, um, we are going to be lost and held captive by everything that we were meant to have in Christ. We're going to search for that in worldly things. Mm-hmm. You know, Augustine, the famous quote, he's a Christian in the 4th, 5th century. But he said, our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. And mm-hmm. he, was, he was speaking in a prayer to God in that. But I, th- I think that very much holds true. Like the, we, we can't find true meaning, true purpose, uh, true comfort, true joy in this world. All the things that we're looking for, all the things that d- really drive our actions. Like if, if you really ask yourself, why do you do the things that you do? And I think it's because you're looking for joy, purpose, uh, comfort, meaning, all of those things. Well, if God made us and he made us to know him, then the ultimate source where we find those things are in him. And if we are to experience those things in our lives, it comes from a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to foster that relationship, these spiritual disciplines, which we're going to talk about, become a necessary part of that. They become an essential part. Mm-hmm. So not only is this like growing us in our intimacy with God, but these things should also be leading to our joy, our comfort, um, our sense of meaning our sense of purpose that they should be helping us to live in the way that god has called us and to give us purpose and meaning in all of our lives mm-hmm. if that makes sense yep, so it does. it's good yeah i want to read one more passage um i'm going to be in now now this is going to be second timothy so a different letter to timothy um, and it's going to be in chapter three beginning in verse 16 it says all scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. So again, that's just the idea. And one, one of these spiritual disciplines is, is of course going to be reading and studying the scriptures. But as Paul says in this passage, the scripture is, is profitable for teaching to give us understanding. It's profitable for reproof, which means for, for correction, uh, for us to know where we've gone wrong and then to turn from that but also for training in righteousness. So, so again, it's that idea of promoting godliness in our lives. This is a, these disciplines are aimed at training us to live the way that God wants us to live, mm-hmm. to, to, to live righteous lives. And then the end of that verse, that the man of God may be complete. So again, it's that idea. We want to be wholesome Christians. We want to be complete and equipped for every good work. So if we want to be if we want to be faithful Christians, if we want to be used by God uh, in, in great ways, if we want to, 
if we want to walk in the good works that God has called us to and prepared beforehand for us, these disciplines and, and training for those things are an essential part of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, kind of the same idea. We want to be wholesome Christians. We want to be people that are used by God to advance his kingdom in the world. And these disciplines actually are serving to accomplish those goals, right? Okay, so that's a bit of just biblical biblical grounds. Um, I'm going to give a definition here. Uh, James, if you want to chime in, please feel free. But I'm going to give a definition from a guy named Don Whitney, um, an article he wrote for Desiring God. Uh, so his definition is this. The spiritual disciplines are those practices found in Scripture that promote spiritual growth among believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are habits of devotion, habits of experiential Christianity that have been practiced by God's people since biblical times. So that's, again, that's Don Whitney writing for Desiring God. James, you look like you're ready to say something. Uh, No, I was just going to parse out the definition. So you see the same thing that Jackson's been talking about, disciplines, training, uh, the practices that are found in Scripture, um, to build us up. And I was thinking, I don't know if this analogy might fall through. Um, I just thought of it. I didn't run it by Jackson. So, but kind of through our whole life, um, the world, Satan, the flesh has been feeding us like junk food. Um, and we've been eating it and devouring it and it's been making us fat (laughs) in a spiritual sense. Uh, we haven't been getting nourished by these things. Um, and then once you become a Christian, you need to feed on the good food, um, that God has given us, particularly Jesus being the bread of life and living water, um, which is found in the scriptures. Um, and so we need to stop eating the junk food that the world and the flesh has to offer us and start eating um, our fruits and vegetables found in the word of God. <laughs> yeah, it's a great analogy. I love it. Very, very true. Um, but I, I, I'm just going to go here. The heart of it, the heart of it is not to just eat fruits and vegetables so that we can be better. The heart of these disciplines is for greater devotion and intimacy with God. I think we can uh, put these in a category of just religious duties that I ought to do. Mm -hmm. I wake up, I ought to read the the word of God. And if I don't, I've failed God that day. um, And God doesn't love me. And that's the, that's the wrong heart. Yeah. I even, I even just noticed this in his definition. He says that this is, these are aimed to promote spiritual growth among believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So now when we think about, when we, when we hear the word disciplines, just, just in our minds, here's, you know, we, we tend to have this idea, you know, okay, if I, if I do these things, then God will love me. If I don't do these things, then I'm in trouble, right? Like, it's almost like we can tend to view these things as like a formula. Like if I, if I put in the right input, I'm going to get the right output. If I spend enough time in, in Bible reading and prayer and those things, then God is going to bless my life in some way. And that's not the heart of this. The heart of this is, is still living in a gospel identity, still knowing that we have been purchased by the blood of Christ, not with reference to our works, but out of God's love for his people. He mm-hmm. has purchased us for himself and, and that that's unchanging. <coughs> um, but now we've also been called to do these things, not to earn God's favor, but out of the favor he's given to us to then know him and experience him and to find blessing in our lives Mm -hmm. and to be trained to be useful by him. So with this, again, we don't want 
this to come from from a place or a heart of of religious duty, but from a place of love for God. You know, there's a guy, uh, Dallas Willard, he had this quote where he's just talking about grace and about the gospel, but he says that, he says, grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. And, and I think, you know, that's helpful in our Christian lives. It's not that God doesn't want us to put forth effort. In fact, he calls us to. Yeah. But he doesn't want us to think that we can earn his favor. He, he has acted graciously toward us, and, and he must, because of our sinfulness, we can earn his favor, but he's given it to us anyway. And he's not opposed to us putting in effort. He's opposed to us thinking that by our effort we can earn his favor. Mm, now, I good. think a helpful a helpful illustration might be might be this. So I just was thinking about this this, this week, preparing for this, um, but I thought about marriage and just my own relationship with my wife. And now if you... You know, marriage throughout the Bible is used as an analogy for our relationship with God, right? Marriage was something that was given to us by God, and God intends for it to be like a, a, a covenantal, lifelong relationship of faithfulness and love and grace that reflects the way that he relates to us. Now, the reason I think it was helpful is because just just in my life, when I look back, there was a moment in time where my wife and I where we became married. We had a ceremony. Uh, we exchanged vows uh, in front of all these people that witnessed it, and we were declared to be married, right? So so I'm, I'm, I'm married to my wife now no matter what. There's nothing that can really change that. It's not based on my actions right now. Um, if, you know, if, I, if I do a poor job as a husband, I'm no less a husband to my wife, if that makes sense. And this is a little bit similar. So, like, in, in our spiritual disciplines, as Christians, it's not to earn God's favor. It's not, it doesn't change the fact that we're Christians. Like, if I fail to do this one day, it doesn't mean that I'm not a Christian. I don't lose my place with God. But in my marriage, there are, nece- if I am to have a good marriage or any hope in marriage at all, there are things that I must do. It's, it's just true. I must have disciplines in marriage. For example... As a husband, if I am going to have any hope of a marriage, I need to spend time with my wife. I need to ask my wife questions. I need to talk to my wife. If I don't do those things, it's it's not like I'm going to cease being her husband. Um, and, you know, obviously the illustration a little bit falls apart. You know, if there there's certain things where the Bible gives, uh, uh, it allows for divorce yeah. essentially. Um, but like when I when I screw up and fall short, I'm no less a husband to my wife, but my marriage was given by God to produce something good and beautiful and right. And it takes discipline in my marriage to cultivate that, to cultivate love and, and, and beauty in my marriage. Yeah. And there are certain disciplines that you ought to do to create that intimacy with your wife. Yep. Such as spending time with my wife, Going on um, dates. Going on dates. Have you gone on a date recently? Yeah, we went on a date last week. Good man. We did. Yes, we did. Probably, <laughs> it'd probably been too long before <laughs> that. But this is kind of the picture. Um, if, if marriage is really an illustration for us of our relationship with Christ, which the, the Bible does say that it is, mm-hmm. it takes discipline and effort. I, I need to put time in. Um, you know, this one, one older guy in our church, he, he said this to me a while ago, um, and it, it really stuck out, especially because we're in seminary, but... He said, he said, as a husband, we're called to have a PhD in our wife. Like we're called to know her and, and study her and, and to love her well. 
if that makes sense. To know what she likes, to know what she doesn't like, stuff like that. And that takes effort and discipline. But it also produces something good and and beautiful, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I hope that's <coughs> I hope that's a bit of a helpful. Well, just drawing that back to spiritual disciplines, making it clear. So, at one point in time, we're declared in a relationship with God. We're justified and yep. made right with a holy God. Yep, and that's not based on our works. It's yep. based on God's grace to us. Yep. And so, in the same way, Jackson was declared married um, at his ceremony on his wedding day. When was it? April 8th, 2022. Good. If Michaela, you're listening to it, he gets some brownie points. Yeah. Um, you were declared in a relationship with Michaela. You're declared righteous with God. And then in your marriage, there are certain disciplines in which you are you should do to cr- create intimacy in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, God gives us certain discipline practices to create intimacy with him. Yeah. And I was reading this in a book one time, and I thought it was really convicting. Um we think of our marriage and, and the intimacy that we have in our marriage, <coughs> physically, emotionally, um, recreationally, that we desire and and have, um, if you have a good marriage, <coughs> and how much more should the depth of our intimacy yeah. be with God? Yeah, that's kind of the point that I was really trying to draw out was, which is like, it, wow. it would be an absurd idea if I were to go around and tell people, hey, I'm married to my wife, but we don't really spend time together. I don't really talk to her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What is you she like? I, mean? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't really spend that much time <clears throat> with her. That would be an absurd idea. Yeah. That would be an absurd idea to, to for me to go around parading as her husband, um, and saying and telling people, Hey, you know what? I actually don't really spend that much time with her. We're not really that intimate. Yeah. Like, like that, that would be seen as a problem. Now, again, we want to make this like an illustration to help us understand our, our own relationship with God. How, how much more foolish is it? To say, to go around and say, yeah, you know, I'm a Christian, um, but I don't spend any time with God. I don't do anything to get to know him. Um, I don't, I don't spend time with him in prayer. I, I don't do any of those things. And, and, and like the idea is even, even marriage, even our marriages are our most intimate human relationship and our most serious one. It serves underneath our relationship with Christ. So as foolish as it would be for a husband to never spend time with his wife, to, to, to never talk to her, it is more foolish for the one who says he's a Christian to have no spiritual disciplines in his life, to, to not seek God in the word, to not seek God through prayer, to not seek God through, through uh, fellowship and worship with other Christians. That's kind of the idea. And, and that's where I think that that illustration can help us. Yeah, that's helpful. Um, okay, so maybe just a few more things, and, and then we're going to close out. Another thing just to, just to note about spiritual disciplines in general. Um, how do I say this? When, when we're going to talk about these spiritual disciplines, there are going to be things that are found and, and commanded in Scripture, if that makes sense. Now, there are other things that are good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like the example in first <coughs> Timothy, he says that bodily training is, um, is of some value, like living a wholesome Christian life. It doesn't mean that you're spending every ounce of your time doing spiritual disciplines. Okay. It doesn't mean that like there's a place for, for exercise. There's a place for fun hobbies, all of those things. But when we're talking about spiritual disciplines, we're limiting that to the things that are commanded in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like I can't say that exercise, which is something that I, I do enjoy, I probably should do more. 
Amen uh, to that. <laughs> yeah, notice how when Jackson was talking about training and physical training earlier, he used it in the past tense as something that we used to do. <laughs> I, we still do that. We still do that, just not as often. Yeah. But, for example, like, the, the point I'm trying to make is there may be things that are very spiritually beneficial to you, which are just hobbies. Uh, like, like exercise or like we, we like to play pickleball or play golf, something like that. Like we enjoy those things and they are beneficial to us. But when we're talking about spiritual disciplines, we're talking about the specific things, uh, in our lives that are commanded in scripture for our spiritual growth in Christ. Yeah. That God has promised to meet us at and to use in our lives yep. for greater intimacy and godliness. Yep. So what I want to do now is just give, you know, we put together like a brief list and where this series is going to go is hopefully in our, in our next episode, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about why this is so challenging for us, why it's difficult, uh, some, of, some of the problems that we run into when it comes to spiritual disciplines. But then we're also going to go through um, one spiritual discipline at the time, talk about it, give some hopefully some helpful application, uh, some helpful like here's maybe a good example of what it looks like. And when we do that, just just this is kind of a brief lift list. We're probably going to try to follow this to some extent, but these are the spiritual disciplines that I'm kind of referring to. First of all, of course, is studying the scriptures, reading the Bible, taking in the word of God. Uh, again, would be prayer would be another example. Um, you know, the Bible talks about fasting. We might talk about that a little bit. Uh, corporate worship. So that is worshiping with God's people, uh, being part of a church having fellowship with God's people. Uh, we're going to talk about resting, um, a, a proper understanding of, of Sabbath rest and what that looks like in our lives. And then I think we're also going to talk about uh, evangelism as a spiritual discipline. You know, as, as God's people, we are called to make disciples. And I really do think that when we do that and we engage in that, we grow ourselves. And there's, there's intimacy with God that can be found in talking about him and in sharing him with uh, people in the world. So that's just kind of a, you know, a, a glimpse at some of what these spiritual disciplines are, and where this series is going to be going. James, do you have anything you want to you want to add? Otherwise, we're pretty close to wrapped up here. I think. I think I just want to share. So recently, with FCA um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, a ministry that I work that I work with, we have an international partnership with uh, Madagascar. We have a staff person in Madagascar. <coughs> if you don't know Madagascar, that's the movie. The place with the lemurs, yeah, um, the penguins, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> no, I I asked them no lions or elephants or penguins in Madagascar. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Marino got to come to North Dakota um, a couple weeks ago now, and we got to spend like a week and a half with him, uh, picking his brain, getting to know him, help building him up, um, and just hearing stories um, from his ministry in Madagascar and how God is moving. Um, and I won't say a ton, but this man. He's 50, probably 50-some 50 um, and has lived in Madagascar his whole life. I have never met a person who has a more intimate relationship with God. And I add that he literally lives in the jungle, Madagascar. Um, it's hard to get a Bible there, um, let alone uh, systematic theology by Wayne Grudem. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I believe the reason that this man has, has such an intimate relationship with God is because of these spiritual disciplines, particularly studying his word, being in fellowship and prayer. Mm -hmm. He was telling us stories. So he, he has 
16 disciples he was telling us <clears throat> which is radically cool that he just was like oh yeah these are my disciples i have 16 of them they follow me everywhere we do life together um i think there's some wisdom in that um but every friday night they share a meal at 6 p.m they eat till 8 and at 8 p.m they begin to pray and typically he said these meetings don't get done until 2 to 3 a.m mm-hmm. just prayer six, seven hours <clears throat> of prayer and spending time with God, um, listening um, for the prompting of the Holy Spirit, being renewed by um, by His Spirit and just being with God. And, and I say all this as, as um, a challenge to myself. For real, I think part of the reason we're doing this is because I met this man and he has been challenging um, me in these areas just by looking at his life and saying, wow, man, he has a smartphone. He doesn't have a computer. He has his Bible, maybe a few other books. <clears throat> and yet I can tell just by the way he talks and the way he lives that this man knows God mm-hmm. so intimately. And we desire that Jackson. I desire that. And we desire that for you as well. Um, so we just hope that this, this series leads to that and we can grow together in our intimacy with God, which is going to lead to godliness and greater kingdom work and out of our devotion to God is going to lead to these things. And yeah, I'm really excited. I'm fired up about this series um, for just my own personal devotion and spiritual discipline. Studying them and, and teaching them is going to certainly help help my walk with Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, James. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm also excited. I just want to, one last thing. Just a hopeful, a hopeful reminder, and from from what Paul says in First Timothy four, train yourself for godliness. Bodily training is of some value, but godliness is of value in every way. It holds promise for the present life and also for the one to come. Mm. So we want to be people who are who are looking to God, who are intimate with God, and who are looking beyond just our life on earth and beyond just our present circumstances. <coughs> and we want to be people that are living lives which are aimed toward heaven in the present age we, we are being trained we are being prepped yep for the life to come god is prepping us w- where that true intimacy with god yes. is really going to come isn't that so good yep. god is prepping us in this in this wilderness wandering in our pilgrimage on earth prepping us to be to behold him face to face where we will know him so intimately we are being prepped for that day um and so we ought to be ready um and these spiritual disciplines are going to get us ready for that day praise the lord well thanks again for uh listening to heart of flesh podcast uh we pray that you would please tune in also if you guys do have any questions please feel free to reach out at that link Um, i'm going to try to put it back in the description for some of these episodes and we will try to answer those at a later time so thanks again for listening god bless you uh yeah thanks again